Welcome to Heartbeat of Humanity, a podcast series for staff and volunteers in the Red Cross Red Crescent movement working with mental health and psychosocial support services. My name is Jesper Gule and I'm a communications officer working for the IFSC Psychosocial Center. Today we're going to talk about survivor guilt and moral injury. And to explore this topic, um, I have here with me in the studio uh, Anna Kolokchenova and As Stefan. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jesper. Thank you. Anna and Us are MSPSS technical advisors working for the PS Center. And uh, Anna and Us, uh, before we explore this topic further, I would like to hear from you. Why is it important to talk about survivor guilt and moral injury? Yes, thank you, Jesper, for the question. It's uh, very important. So besides us being MHPSS technical advisor at the PS Center, we are also coming from affected uh, countries. Uh, I personally come from Lebanon. Um, and I, uh, uh, I am Ukrainian. Having witnessed uh, through years um, conflict, uh, armed conflicts in the, in the areas uh, where we come from, um, made us a little bit more sensitive, I would say, to the idea of exploring, uh, caring for staff and volunteers and the affected uh, population and how the Red Cross can play a role uh, in providing the support needed uh, for the people who are um, uh, witnessing and going through uh, hard moments in their lives. Um, so witnessing death, loss, and by loss, it's not only the loss of loved ones, but also loss of identities, of uh, nice memories, good memories, um, the loss of um, uh, 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 social networks that are completely reshuffled by the crisis uh, is something that, you know, makes sense to us, rings a bell. I don't know for you, Ghana, how it, how it seems. Um, to the question, why is it important to be talking about it now? Uh, I, uh, I think... It's also, there are two things. The personal one, uh, Ukrainian armed conflict goes on uh, and it's going to be two years uh, uh, in February. But uh, for me personally, it has been only a week since I was able to turn off notifications in my phone about... Uh, uh, the the shelling that is taking place and uh, it's about time that it takes to to process the experience and being able to talk about it this is on the personal side of things uh, on uh, on the global side of things I think uh, this year has been um, you know a very and continues to be an extremely challenging one. And there's more and more with the um, armed conflicts that uh, that are having a global impact. And there are very few people that uh, uh, are not being touched uh, in one way or another uh, with everything that goes on in the Middle East, in Ukraine, and uh, in other Africa. areas that are affected added on to the protracted crises that have been going on uh, for for many years. Yeah. And I want to add a little bit and stress on the idea that um, 
you know, when, whenever we're asking staff and volunteers to, to be uh, the aid workers uh, and to be the first responders uh, in a uh, crisis situation, so what does it mean uh, to be at the same time uh, witnessing the reality and carrying the burden of the reality, but also uh, doing the work and you know defending the values and the principles of of the Red Cross uh, movement? And where is the thin line between uh, 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 between too much doing uh, that you burn yourself and you burn the organization, if I can say, and <coughs> and continue? Uh, uh, in a healthy, productive way, doing the the work that it needs. So this is why I think essentially why Ghana and I agreed to uh, to do this uh, podcast uh, to discuss about the thin line actually that separates uh, the productivity from the non-productivity of uh, of the aid work. But before we start talking about that thin line, um, I think we should just briefly uh, talk about. When we when we talk about uh, survivor guilt and moral injury, what is it? How do you define it? So personally, um, I think survival guilt is when uh, you are brought to witness heavy stuff like deaths, accidents, injuries uh, of people, and you are not physically or in, in, you are you know exempted from 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 the incident so you are safe in a way um and um it, it is an intense feeling of guilt and shame actually that you feel because you survived the events and not the others not the loved ones not the colleagues not the the ones who were close to you and uh it pushes you uh to you know, question yourself uh, in a way or another and probably question your values. And this is where we're hitting uh, the moral uh, injury is when you've, the values that you have or the values that you defend as an organization, as a system, are not any more resources for you to rely on to overcome this uh, uh, this uh, feeling of uh, of survivor, of guilt you know, that you feel. So, um, and it, it leads you to um, not be being able to relate to others, not to trust the system, the human system, whatever it is, your family, your organization, your country, your, your governments. And um, it goes into not having any more a framework for, uh, for the work. So it's, it's very, very bad to reach this uh, this level. Um, Ghana, how would you define it? On uh, uh, on from my perspective, uh, I do agree that that's everything that you you have mentioned. But also, in addition to that, it's um, and it's connected to humanitarian work in general. It's uh, also the feeling. And of being unable to prevent the immoral or inhuman acts from happening. And then ultimately it leads to the feeling of uh, helplessness, uh, which then leads to the loss of meaning, 
which ultimately is the core thing that brings people to humanitarian uh, work and uh, into helping others. Uh, when you mentioned the values, I think that the core thing that is being shuddered and um, confronted is the uh, humility. Uh, and um, that's also a very profound um, challenge to face individually. Um, because it does uh, undermine uh, trust, but also uh, very much hope in, um, in the way and beliefs the way the the world and life uh, are organized. Yes, <clears throat> it's very important to to talk about the importance of hu humility and uh, the aid work. So there's always a power dynamics that is installed between the aid worker and the uh, person uh, who needs to be uh, supported and and helped. So it's very much our responsibility to be aware of uh, being as humane as possible whenever we're providing the help and the support, uh, respecting you know the the the, the other uh, principles and values of the Red Cross um, to counterbalance uh, any power dynamics or any position that can hinder uh, uh, providing the he the help in the best way possible would do no harm. You know? um, and I want to a little bit uh, probably. Um, go uh, deeper into the repercussion of survival guilt and moral injury. For the survival guilt, I think it exactly what uh, Ghana was saying, you know, it leads to you know a, a certain level of helplessness that you feel, but also, uh, I mean, we overuse the terminology of PTSD and post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, it's kind of interlinked, but also separated from conceptually from uh, from uh, the PTSD. But it also is linked to having uh, intense, uh, uh, anxious and depressive symptoms where you don't trust anymore uh, the people around you, where you isolate yourself, where you uh, are more using uh, negative coping mechanisms uh, such as substance use, uh, excessive alcohol, uh, all the sorts of drugs uh, that can uh, can be used, but also um, mainly uh, the isolation uh, uh, that you know that you feel intensely uh, uh, in yourself, and this is um, a big uh, loss for humanity, if I can say, uh, if we reach uh, this level. I would add to that uh, also uh, overworking because uh, when, again, the, the major lead uh, to overworking is also trying to battle this feeling of helplessness and uh, managing the idea that uh, if one does more in a given set of time then yeah, it will have uh, more impact whereas in fact there is a obviously loss of uh, efficiency productivity uh, and ultimate uh, leading to ultimately leading to uh, to burning out so that's uh, which can also at one point be put in the realm of self-harm because when the overworking is happening uh, at the expense of own 
uh, health and well-being and has an impact on immediate uh, uh, family relationship, uh, uh, just general um, state of well-being, it's uh, it then becoming qualified as uh, self-harm in addition to substance use, uh, excessive uh, drinking, smoking, and uh, also isolation. Yeah. It's like sabotaging your mm-hmm. your your life or your work uh, environment. I also think that there's a it's deeper and it's more subtle level of us w- working in humanitarian field, um, kind of having um, a feeling that we are in a way. Uh, I wouldn't say benefiting but we are also our work is fed in by the these brutal stories of other people and um, that puts us in the position that yes we are professionally or personally organizationally maybe uh, benefiting but that's and what meaning and value it brings to the people is it is it balanced enough and uh, that's also questions often asked. Uh, I personally ask myself. And uh, once I uh, I was talking to a colleague, and um, in one of those reflections, he was saying, um, "My job is dependent on the human suffering, and uh, unfortunately." Um, it doesn't look like I will be retiring anytime soon because uh, the world uh, and is getting um, more troubled, uh, and uh, we do lose hope to to see an a peaceful resolution, um, a change, uh, and it, it drains us out as well. So. Yeah. Especially with the pro- protracted crisis, mm-hmm. right? Where the conflict has been ongoing for decades sometimes. And, you know, coupled with disasters, with now the climate change and the climate crisis that the world is uh, witnessing. So there's a lot of burdening uh, realities that humanity is witnessing uh, uh, in a way or another. But I want also to, uh, to open up the... Um, the links between survival guilt and this burden that you're carrying and sometimes because it goes through uh, years of carrying this burden it reaches the point where you expire uh, all the use of your values, resources, support systems and this is where you fall into uh, the moral uh, injury is where you feel that um, you know whatever actions uh, or things are, 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 are done are not meeting anymore any of your uh, uh, principles that you came with uh, at the beginning of, of, of the work. And I think um, this is a little bit uh, uh, damaging for, for the individual, for sure, for the teams, but also for the organization, uh, not to be aware of survival, uh, guilt, and moral injury. Yeah. So to to um, to round up and and, 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 and and get to an important point is what can national societies do uh, 
to support people who show sign of, of um, survivor guilt and moral injury? Maybe I will start with saying um, that we're very lucky to have uh, the MHPSS resolution signed uh, uh, by the Red Cross movement. And there are statements 7 and 8 in the, resu- the resolution that cover caring for staff and volunteers and the capacity building, uh, capacitating you know, the, the, the workforce uh, of the Red Cross. So this is a big adva- advantage that is happening. There's a momentum to uh, carry forward uh, the support for the aid workers, whether staff or volunteers, in whatever dimensions uh, and levels uh, that are possible. Um, and this cannot be done without appropriate resources. And by resources is the human resources for that, but also the time uh, allocated for you know having um, discussions and debriefings and words put on these things, on these matters, on these feelings. <clears throat> but also to have systems in place where you know it could be an example of a debriefing with the field workers. Um, a catch-up meeting, a space given for any of the staff to be able to share the anger, the frustration, the incapacity to uh, uh, understand one of the principles that we have. Like, I was very frustrated with the neutrality uh, principle at at one point, but it was really uh, uh, very supportive for me to lay it down and get the different aspects and insights of the others and to to understand that I was not alone in this. So I'm not alone in, in the suffering. So the other team members and the other colleagues are also sharing the same thoughts. And the idea of the collective is very important. So if I highlighted me and Ghana, the, 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 the risk of being isolated, you know, uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, survival guilt and more injury, the, <laughs> the counter solution is actually um, to collectively share these moments in a framed manner that helps the individual just feels that he is not he or she is not alone. To uh, to add on that, uh, uh, yes, indeed, we we are uh, continuously stressing the importance of care for staff and volunteers. Uh, it is in the resolution. It is in the uh, agenda of the national societies. Uh, historically, the topic has been brought in by the mental health and psychosocial uh, support teams and uh, to raise the awareness. It is yet to to be integrated into organizational processes on the human resources, uh, organizational development, uh, volunteer management, um, in a way that... This value-based work needs to be supported at all levels. And it starts from the beginning and selecting people to do the work and how they're supported to go through this value clarification and being informed that this can be potential risks, uh, which are inevitable, uh, as we're discussing uh, uh, what... uh, uh, what kind of space is organized and provided for this peer reflections of the challenges and uh, how people are being heard. So, yes, and uh, supporting people to develop in general this uh, self-awareness uh, and self-reflection skills 
is uh, is important. And it, it is trauma-informed. <laughs> it is trauma-informed. One of the things that I found, uh, and it's more of a, uh, of a practical tool, uh, but it's a simple uh, yet powerful one, it's the circle of control, um, where the circle of control is the things uh, we can influence and control directly, that being uh, relationship uh, with, uh, with people, uh, with family and friends. And the attitude, I think, falls into that. So it's being able to remind ourselves about the value of humility, uh, about the importance of the work done, a reminding of the importance to uh, that it is it is a responsibility to be um, managing own sense of self-efficacy uh, and uh, being able to use whatever emotions that are uh, arising, uh, including anger, for example, in a more productive uh, way and transforming that into uh, actionable steps. Uh, and actually continue, keep going and keep doing. And this circle of control, then there is a circle of influence and concern and uh, an ability to, to manage that and which at times of crisis, it sh sometimes shrinks to our immediate self and uh, uh, the people that are immediately dependent on us and realizing and setting boundaries that this is as much uh, I can support at the moment and I can do at the moment whereas uh, then expanding it and not being stuck on inability to influence broader global things. Yeah, and probably the last uh, idea, um, you know, Gana and I are also, uh, we can share a few of the studies that are uh, being done um, on the topic of uh, survivor guilt, more injury, uh, and localization of the humanitarian uh, work. Uh, there's a uh, lots of momentum and discussions going uh, around this. Very interestingly, um, you know, uh, challenging somehow or reframing the whole concept of uh, localization that the humanitarian work is has been going through since the last years. I would say. Um, yeah. What about you, Yasmin? Yeah, we, um, we will uh, add the links in the show notes to the to the podcast episode. Um, I think we had a very, very interesting uh, conversation about uh, survivor guilt and, and moral injury. Thank you very much um, for, for uh, participating in this podcast episode. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for the space and time. <laughs> You've been listening to Heartbeat of Humanity a podcast series for Red Cross, Red Crescent Movement staff and volunteers about mental health and psychosocial support. In this episode, we have explored the topic of survivor guilt and moral injury. You can find more resources about mental health and psychosocial support on the IFSC Psychosocial Center website. Resources include manuals, webinars, policy documents, program materials, educational videos and information about upcoming trainings. My name is Jesper Gule, and I hope you enjoyed listening to this Heartbeat of Humanity podcast. Remember that mental health matters.